do I really want to come home and after I've been on my computer all day in a bunch of meetings, interviewing, preparing for this new facility to finally open, looking at social media, managing all this marketing. Sometimes I don't want to work out right away and I, I have to make that a part of my routine so I can talk about that example. But I definitely don't want to come home and already have to be thinking about what I'm going to do the next day for my food because it just feels like, oh, I need five minutes to decompress. So what do I do to be realistic and hack that situation so that it's easy and doesn't take extra effort and it just becomes a natural rhythm for me? Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. Hello, Fix listeners. Welcome to episode 42. I am back with my second solo episode in a row. This makes number three, and it's just me, your host, Krista Huber, coming at you guys. Right now as I'm recording this, I'm actually sitting in the studio where I've been super busy with my brand new job. I've talked about it a tiny bit on social media, have alluded to it in some of my recent episodes, just in kind of talking about how my schedule's been really busy and all that jazz. But I actually thought today's episode would be the perfect opportunity to share a little bit more about my journey that I've been on recently. And of course, ground it in some, what I believe is pretty sound nutrition and mindset advice. I actually got a question to my Instagram account from somebody that I interact with often. We've talked about coaching before. Shout out to my girl, Natalie. And I loved what she asked me and I wanted to turn it into a podcast episode because hopefully other people could benefit from it. And I'm so happy to hear that it was on her mind. So we were having a little back and forth and basically her question to me, it was twofold, but I'm going to use this podcast conversation to focus on just one piece of it. And that is how do you maintain your discipline in developing good habits? I'm a big proponent in habits. I think that that's really what nutrition ultimately boils down to at the end of the day when you're really busy and maybe your motivation is waxing and waning just because you feel like there's a lot of chaos in your life. There's so many things going on. And let's be real with ourselves as human beings, when we do have a lot going on, I think we can all agree that the last thing we really can care about is maybe tracking our food. It's an interesting thing because when we have a lot going on, I think a lot of people who have emotional relationships with food, myself being one of them, you would think we could have that logic side of our brain switch on and say, hey, if I nourish my body well, if I eat things that are going to make me feel good, then I will perform at my best, which ultimately allows us to handle that really full plate and all of the responsibilities that we have associated to personal life, professional, relationships, whatever. Yet, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that when I'm really busy, I tend to lean on comfort foods or something that's quick. And that's because I'm short on time. It's really because I didn't plan enough. I can get into that in this conversation. And I find that those things make me feel better, even though a couple of weeks can go by and I look at that entire period and I'm like, do I actually feel better? No, I felt better in the moment because that food satisfied some sort of craving, made me feel comforted or good in some way. But 
a few nights of dinners that I wouldn't typically have or eating a bunch of lunches out when I'd prefer to prepare my own meals and bring my own food starts to have me feeling a little bit sluggish, feeling like I'm not loving what I'm seeing on the scale, in the mirror, et cetera. And I've just noticed it's been a theme in my life personally that whenever I have a lot going on professionally, even though this is a part of my career and nutrition and fitness and how I look for this, you know, may, might sound superficial, but it's a part of the job. I don't always do what I need to do to take care of myself. And in last week's conversation, I talked all about this 550 challenge that I've been kicking off. We have such a fun group. So many people have joined it. I'm really excited by everybody who's committed to it, is doing well. I will call myself out and say that I've had to start over one time because I've been super busy. It's been really hard for me to hit the double workout requirement, the 250 minutes, one of them always being a walk or yoga as more of recovery. And then I'll throw in my strength training on the days that I have that programming built in. Otherwise, it looks like two walks or something like that. I was doing super well the first couple days and then I got to a point where I didn't plan my weekend well and it was really more of a social thing. So by the time I got home one night, I didn't want to fit in that second workout and I went right to bed. So started over. But that's okay. This has been really good for me in giving me the discipline and structure that I need when I'm in a busy stage of my life. All that said, what the heck is making me so much busier than usual right now? I have been a little bit quiet on my social media, specifically my personal Instagram page over the last two, three weeks or so. And that's because I have joined a brand new team locally in New Jersey. I shouted them out last week in my episode, but I wanted to use this week to talk a little bit more about it. And again, then tie it back into some nutrition lessons and advice that I hope will help all of you listeners. So I recently joined the staff the at the Fort Athletic Club, which is in Oceanport, New Jersey. For any of my local listeners out there, would love for you guys to come check it out because we have our official opening hours this weekend. So this episode drops on Thursday, October 7th. If you're listening to this over the next few days, our first classes, some of which I am teaching, are on October 9th, which is literally this Saturday. So if you want to come check it out, hit me up, shoot me a DM over at Fort Athletic Club or over at the Krista Huber. We'll link all of this down in the show notes and I'll get you guys hooked up. You have to come check out this facility. I am going to brag a little bit because a lot of my friends who are in other states, a lot of the Charlotte listeners out there, I've been getting DMs and people are like, where are you? That place is sick. It is sick. We have over 50,000 square feet with not one, two, or three, but four boutique fitness studios. I'm currently sitting in one of them that I am overseeing as a part of my position here, and it's called the Base Ops Studio. So excited to launch classes in here. We'll be covering everything from cardio and strength style classes. We've got a bunch of mini barbells and benches all set up in here, the boxes for steps, as well as Pilates and dance cardio, lots of different fun stuff programmed. And that's only just the tip of the iceberg and what we are offering this community. And I'm really, really excited to be a part of this founding team. It's been a lot, no lie, with trying to manage this podcast take on those new responsibilities because not only am I participating in the fitness component of all of it, I'm also the marketing person. Shout out to my newest partner in crime, Marissa, who is helping me with all of that. But it's a big job and it's really fun and I wouldn't have it any other way. And for as much as I preach managing your stress, getting good sleep, 
I'm still that girl who tends to thrive off of a little bit of chaos. I kind of like it. I feel that sense of pressure that I believe helps me operate at my quote unquote best, even though we all know that recovery is key in truly being the best version of you. So I'm not going to try to be contradictory to any other message that I preach. I'm just being honest and saying that this is a little bit of my personality showing through. And I'm handling all of that. I still am working one-on-one with incredible fitness fix clients and will be keeping that up and also recording the show. A big reason why I've recently transitioned over to some of these solo episodes is frankly for the sake of timing and booking. I have so many other guests that I would love to have on here and I will and I'll definitely be bringing them back in. We've got a guest for next week that I can't wait to introduce to you guys. But in the process of doing all this, it's just been a little bit easier for me to set up my microphone, Keep it mobile since I'm moving in and out of my house. So I carry around my microphone with my little microphone stand, got the ring light and my little set going on up here and it works. But one thing that has definitely fallen by the wayside for me, and again, calling myself out, keeping it honest, it's very important to my brand and messaging, is not tracking my food. I've been pretty consistent, I would say actually very consistent, in tracking my food in a calorie deficit since like mid-June. So I'm coming up on a few months here and was starting to get to be about that time that would be a good idea to move into more of a maintenance set of calories. But I'll be honest, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready because I had finally started seeing some momentum. I've been working with my incredible coach, Sonia, and I've been really happy with my results and will definitely be sharing some more personal progress picks very soon. But I want to see more progress. I have that momentum going. It gets me excited. And I wasn't necessarily ready to be like, okay, it's time for me to back off of the calorie deficit phase, move out of the traditional dieting phase for a hot minute. Well, life happened, you guys, so that's exactly what I've been doing. It wasn't intentional at first, so I'm not going to try to act like I had this whole grand plan, and as soon as I started my new position about five weeks ago almost now, time is flying, so it feels like it's been two minutes, and it just kind of happened because I got back into the routine of leaving my house and needing to bring food with me. So I'm actually going to start there with today's conversation because this is a possibility for some people slowly starting to get back into the groove of going to offices or at least conversations with companies about that actually happening. And I think we all have kind of taken for granted the benefit of working at home and not necessarily needing to meal prep to the extent that we might meal prep when we are packing a little lunch bag and bringing everything to work. Well, That's kind of shown up in my life and slapped me in the face as a good reminder to always be prepared and give yourself extra time to do these things. Now, my mom has been integral in helping me make all of this happen. So I will say the first thing and most important piece of advice I can give when it comes to preparing is working with the other people in your household and operating as a team, getting that support system around you. Because if you all can kind of agree on some recipe ideas and meals and that sort of thing and help each other out, it's going to make your journey of weight loss, fat loss, changing your body composition, feeling healthier overall, whatever your goals are, so much easier when you have other people supporting you, especially when it's the people that are around you. Your environment matters so much. So I've been a little more thoughtful about what I'm going to do when I come home from work, getting out all of my Tupperware containers. I've been taking some pictures of it to share with my clients in our accountability group. I'm being like, hey guys, don't forget, it's all about the preparation. And more specifically, when you're looking for something quick and fast, 
anything can be quick and fast. You just have to take those steps to make it quick and fast. What the heck do I mean by that? Well, for example, protein. It's one of those things that usually takes us a little bit of time to cook or prepare. And there's lots of different ways that you can create that grab and go need or that grab and go option for yourself that you say is a need just by doing a little legwork on a Sunday, maybe middle of the week on a Wednesday, depending on what works for your schedule, and just getting a few different things together so that you, for example, like maybe you marinate some chicken a few different ways and have batch prepped, like bulk prepped protein ready to go so that all you need to do the night before the morning of when you're getting ready to actually leave the house to go to work is portion out what you need, pair it with some veggies, pair it with whatever other carbohydrates you want to include, some healthy fats, whether that's avocado, maybe you're making a salad, maybe you're making a sandwich, whatever it is for your lunch, your snacks. I'm big on Greek yogurt mixed with cottage cheese and throwing some fruit in there and peanut butter. That's a big go-to for me for my mid-morning meal and taking the time to get it ready. So it's all about how you approach it and it's all about making it easier for yourself. So for me, some of the ways that I find that I'm making my life a little bit easier is just taking the extra 30 minutes before I go to bed to prep this at night. I know I'm going to be rushing in the morning, got a little bit of a commute. And sometimes what happens in my situation is that causes me to not eat breakfast, either because I was up late the night before or I just wanted to sleep in a little bit, was dealing with my dog and all the things to try to get out of the house in the morning. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go. Not preparing my breakfast the night before or having something that I could grab has resulted in me eating breakfast out on top of maybe eating lunch and dinner out. When I am really, really dialed into my nutrition goals, I do not want to be eating out that frequently. Does it happen? Yes. But how do I course correct? The next day or the day after that, I really focus on getting all of my meals at home so I can be more accurate with the ingredients and control exactly what is on my plate and help myself make better decisions. So this whole grab and go thing, to just really reiterate it, Something else that the way that that's shown up for me is I love eggs and that's always my go-to for breakfast. It helps me get enough protein at the beginning of the day. I pair some eggs with the yolks with a bunch of egg whites and that's not really something that's conducive to grabbing quickly. So what have I done? Made up a bunch of egg frittatas. So taking some mini baking uh, like muffin tins and putting a concoction of eggs, turkey bacon, a little bit of cheese, sometimes cottage cheese that adds some extra protein, and then any kind of veggies you want. This week we did mushrooms. Um, you could throw in peppers, tomatoes, onions. And now I have something that I can just reach into the fridge, put it into a smaller Tupperware container, and be ready to rock for the day. So that's been a huge lifesaver and a conscious decision that I've made over the last few weeks in having to change something about my typical routine. Do I miss having my like fresh warm scrambled eggs with my little bit of French toast? That's like my favorite go-to breakfast. I am obsessed with the everything but the bagel uh, or everything bread that Trader Joe's does now. It's like a Tuscan bread and it has that same everything flavoring that they use for that very famous seasoning. So highly recommend that if you guys haven't tried it. And I don't really get to have that every day now. And I do miss it. But I know what I need to do to help me be successful. And for me, it starts with that very first meal being the right balance of really getting ahead of my protein, but also getting those healthy carbs and fats in there so that I can make good choices for my mid-morning meals or lunch. Or if I'm eating out, making me feel like I have a little more flexibility to order what I want to order. 
I say all of this to reiterate the initial point of this conversation, which is, well, what do you do to maintain your discipline versus motivation? This is one of those times when, yeah, motivation could get you started, but when you're working a bunch of hours, you also want to have a social life, you want to decompress. I know that when you get home at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is be thinking about what your next meal is. So for me, that's where the discipline really goes and shows up versus focusing on this whole piece of motivation. If I tell myself, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you've made it so far, you have still a little bit of a ways to go to accomplishing your goals, but you're not going to give up now. Yes, that's motivating. I am the first person, anybody who has ever worked with me in a fitness capacity, you know, whether that's fitness or nutrition, but I'd say it's more obvious in the training environment. I love motivational phrases, quotes. I push them hard in my coaching. And I believe what I'm saying when I say them, but I'm also usually only talking about in that training environment a matter of 30 to 60 seconds. And that's a really easy amount of time to have motivation. Your nutrition is going to last longer than a day, longer than a week, certainly longer than 60 seconds, and certainly longer than a few months or years. You are in this for perpetuity. And it's really, really, really important to never lose sight of that and let that be your reason for discipline having to trump motivation. So the way to just make that a little bit of an easier pill to swallow, honestly, I know that sounds harsh to be like, oh, F motivation, it's not relevant. It's just not. It's the people who are motivated, yes, they have a positive attitude and energy and there's great attributes surrounding that. But the people who are disciplined are the people who you're looking at, who that shows up and then in every capacity of their life. They are the people who are very successful in their personal life, whether that's having really healthy relationships or very successful in their careers and, and having that job that maybe that title, whatever it is that you aspire to have or them launching their business or anything. It all comes back to setting up the right parameters to guarantee your success. Now, for me, I also see that tying directly into how to develop habits. So what do I mean by that? Everyone's always like, oh, you have to have a really good morning routine. I don't always have a really consistent morning routine. I do believe in the power of routines. I have a very type A personality. I identify with that statement. But if I'm being honest, I don't necessarily have a consistent set of things that I follow every single morning. I try and I'll journal and read a book and cycle through those sorts of things just to have a few minutes for myself before I get my day going. But I'd also be lying if I didn't acknowledge the fact that as soon as I woke up this morning, I picked up my phone, first thing I did, and started answering emails. And it was very early in the morning. And I have other people who can attest to that. But the way that we build really good habits also comes back to discipline. And here's why. It takes looking at the things in your day that you already do consistently. I mean, that's what discipline is, right? It's creating the boundaries that you need to show up and actually do something again and again and again. And it's pairing those foundational habits or those foundational activities that you consistently do with the other stuff that you want to ultimately become those things. It's something that's talked about in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, this idea of habit stacking. And I also think it's like outside of stacking, I look at it almost as like hacking your action steps and hacking your goals to be realistic for what you're dealing with, the circumstances that you have right in front of you today. So 
let's see, something that I could use and as an example for myself when it comes to my nutrition, I'll stick with this idea of packing my lunch because I think it can really illustrate the point and bring it all the way home. Do I really, like I said, do I really want to come home and after I've been on my computer all day in a bunch of meetings, interviewing, preparing for this new facility to finally open, looking at social media, managing all this marketing. Sometimes I don't want to work out right away and I, I have to make that a part of my routine so I can talk about that example. But I definitely don't want to come home and already have to be thinking about what I'm going to do the next day for my food because it just feels like, oh, I need five minutes to decompress. So what do I do to be realistic and hack that situation so that it's easy and doesn't take extra effort and it just becomes a natural rhythm for me? I look at what I'm having for dinner and I ask myself, can I take parts of this dinner that I'm preparing and also essentially double prepare my lunch for tomorrow at the same time? I've already got my food scale out. I already am probably chopping up some protein. Maybe I'm making a salad. Why not just make two salads at once? You're doing it anyway. You save your time on cleanup. So that's a really easy way to be like, okay, I, I can do this right now because I'm already doing it. And looking for those really small little opportunities to become that much more efficient with the steps that you're taking with those with building those habits. If they are efficient, but they also meet you where you are, and this is the second point I want to touch on here, it's just going to be that much easier. And, and that's really where I think sometimes people get caught up because we're so quick to want to, if we, we commit to changing our health and losing weight, getting back into shape, feeling healthier, whatever your goal is. Again, all of those things may show up differently for you. We are so focused on trying to just like be all the way over to the left on the pendulum and then do not just a 180, but a complete 360 into our routine because we think that was our problem. We think that it's just because we didn't do all of the things at once. And I'm here to tell you that that is going to set you up for failure. I actually did an Instagram post on this um, maybe like a week or two ago, and I'm going to read it because, of course, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it's totally relevant. And here's what I wrote. I did that little tweet style post. Are you someone who's convinced that you, quote unquote, just can't stick to any sort of diet plan? So here we go talking about routine. Yet you jump from one diet approach to the next thinking that this time will be different from last time. Or in the case that I'm describing, you jump from plan to plan or you jump in thinking that you need to change your workout routine. Then you also need to change your food. Then you also need to change the time you're going to sleep. Then you also need to change uh, what restaurant you're going out to, whatever it is. Hard truth. It's not the type of diet plan you need to address. It's you. What habits are you not able to build? Why are you not able to build them? How can we, here it is, redesign that diet or that approach to fit your life? Again, fit your life. It shouldn't be the other way around. The other way around is when you try to completely change your life, like I said, and do that 360. And I think a lot of people get stuck with that. So that's where this whole efficiency piece ties in, in my perspective, because I think sometimes we're looking for that one answer and that one thing 
And frankly, it's really hidden in some of these smaller micro decisions that we're making on a day-to-day basis. I mean, let's go back to this example of making food faster and prepping, right? Everyone's like, oh, I'm looking for a quick protein. Can you tell me a good protein bar to eat? Well, the only reason why you're thinking that you need to eat a protein bar is because you didn't take the five minutes, maybe even 90 seconds that it could have taken for you to be like, I'm going to take out a Greek yogurt. I'm going to put that in a bowl. Or maybe you're not even going to put it in a bowl. You're going to use one of the single serving ones, get some fruit, mix that together, throw in some kind of nut butter or powdered peanut butter, add in some granola to give it a crunch or pretzels or whatever it is. And there you go. You have maybe a 250 to 300 calorie snack that's super filling and delicious, has a hot, a lot higher volume than what you would have had for this little protein bar that's like literally this big. And in my mind, if I just set it up in the bowl and put it in a Tupperware container the way I need to, then technically aren't both of them like grab and go options? Hell yeah. It's just your approach and your mindset to it about it is all wrong. And here's the other piece. If you were that person that was always constantly grabbing for a protein bar every single day for months and months and months, then instead of trying to change your breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, whatever else by tomorrow morning and have 17 different recipes lined up for the rest of the week, here's a better idea. Go ahead and just commit to getting rid of that protein bar and swapping out your breakfast for that same yogurt example that I just gave. Maybe you're really feeling yourself and you can go for some eggs. Or maybe even trying out the recipe like the example that I gave with the egg frittatas. Just commit to that one change and do it for at least a week. See if you can do it again for 12 days, then 14, and keep building on that. And then boom, all of a sudden, you are in the situation where now that is a foundational habit for you. You can almost push it to the side in the sense that it's a part of your routine. It doesn't take as much effort and thought process and planning as it did before because you know it works for you. You can check off that box and then move forward And go to the next step to be like, okay, well, what else can I redesign? What else can I change? I can also promise you that that one decision to just switch out your breakfast that hopefully then increased your protein intake probably helped you see some physical changes too. So that's what I have to say about all that. I really didn't know where this conversation was going to go, but I'm happy with how it's turned out so far. And what I want to reiterate is and kind of leave you guys with this, is the fact that this whole idea of being realistic and being honest with yourself about what you should do right now today is equally, if not more important than anything else that I've already said. I touched on it, but I want to emphasize it. It shows up in conversations that I have quite frequently with clients. I actually literally had this conversation with somebody not even four hours ago from the time I was recording this. And we were talking about her wanting to go through a little calorie deficit. It's not a bad time of year to do it if you're looking for the next six weeks. You know, Thanksgiving's approaching. I wouldn't really necessarily encourage somebody to start dieting them because at that time into the holidays, because it's usually just not as realistic. Our environment, the holiday parties, the travel, whatever it is, it's not as conducive to going on a diet at that time. It's just not. And I think we want instant results. So we try to force these things. So we were having this conversation. We talked about her plan. And she also mentioned to me that she might be moving and was looking at buying a new house with the way the housing market is. Things can be moving super quick. 
So I said to her, I was like, all right, we're going to have a plan A and a plan B. The plan A is to move forward with the calorie deficit as discussed. The plan B is what happens if you come back to me and you're like, I'm actually moving in like literally less than three weeks. Then we need to think about in that time period as you're packing up your whole house, dealing with all of that and then moving into a new house where you might not have your kitchen set up right away for a couple of days. Is it actually realistic for you to diet? And that's where you take a step back for a second and you say to yourself, let me just feel this out. Let me figure out what I can do that is pretty good. Doesn't mean completely throw in the towel and be like, oh, I popped one tire. I had a really unhealthy lunch, so I'm going to pop all three tires and then eat whatever the heck I want for dinner and then breakfast and the next day and then brunch on the weekend and then whatever. And it just spirals. We all tend to do that a lot, myself included. Just ask yourself, okay, maybe I can't track my food right now, going back to me as the initial example, but I still have a really good handle on what my general macros are because I eat mostly the same type of foods for my lunches and at least my breakfast, maybe for my mid-morning snack, but then sometimes like lunch or dinner is that wild card. Chances are I'm probably eating a few extra calories for that dinner if it's been a long day and I'm tired, but... I know that in looking at that day or that week or that month, and let's say in that day there were five meals, and in that week I had five meals every day, so five times seven, that's 35 meals. If I know that 30 of those meals were spot on in hitting my macros, then I am better off than I would have been if I just said, F it, I'm gonna do whatever I want and move into that all or nothing mindset mode. So I touched on a lot of different points throughout this conversation. Please reach out to me. Would love some insight into what you guys thought about it. And if this was helpful in any way, if there's anything else you want me to dive into a little bit deeper, I'm happy to. I'm really enjoying exploring this new part of podcasting where it's just me, the mic, and the camera. And let's talk about these things some more. It's been really fun to pull in some real life personal examples, some client story examples and all that and then everything in between. I'm excited to continue to share more about my journey with everything going on at the fort and some of the really cool things that we're building. And even if you're not local, hopefully you'll get the chance to observe it via social media and some of the more virtual details and cool technology that we have a part of the business and take you guys along for that whole ride. So this has been another great episode of The Fix. I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your day from wherever you are listening from. Connect with me on social media. Let's chat. Always, always have the DMs or the door open, so to speak, to talk about different things related to discipline, related to motivation, related to mindset. I'm really fascinated with that piece just as much as I am in understanding the science behind nutrition and all those choices, like really understanding what helps people tick and what helps people actually stick to something and figure out what is truly going to work for them long-term. So if there's any way I can do that for you, just know that I'm always here. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.